0: Live from the FantasyFootballShow.com studios. It's the Fantasy Football Show live! live,
1: Monday through Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Smitty is also. We live. interrupt
0: this program to bring you a special news bulletin from the FantasyFootballShow.com
1: news desk. we are here to discuss i can't tell you how many different pieces of news on screen it's a it's a pretty busy monday to be honest with you we've had a lot of the super bowl stuff kind of wind down we're we're still talking about both teams niners chiefs who's what's going to happen to both teams walking into the offseason are the niners going to start unfolding will they rebuild come back and win a super bowl uh, Yuke and Debo Samuel in some sort of uh, uh, potential trade rumor here or there. We'll discuss a, a lot of that as well. And then and then you got a couple other pieces of news. This one right here, Derek Henry, we're going to get to in a second. This one right here, Jalen Hurts, coming from Chris Sims, running his mouth like a clown about Jalen Hurts. Let's start off with that one first of all, because Chris Sims is getting mad. He's crying like a baby about how ESPN continues to run the the content that he put out on Jalen Hurts being overrated. Chris Sims, on Eagles QB Jalen Hurts, I respect a lot about Jalen Hurts, but I think Jalen is also like the most overrated player in football. That's me. I know I'm I know I'm wrong. Uh, uh, I take a lot of crap about that comment, but he plays quarterback for a team that has an all-star cast, whatever, whatever, whatever. And ESPN has been running with it. ESPN Twitter, SportsCenter Twitter, SportsCenter social media. And he was irate about it, crying like a little baby about it, saying ESPN F this, ESPN F that, ESPN scared of me, invite me on your show. This guy's an absolute clown. But, but what's happening, though, is... A lot of fan bases, you know, got like example, I we always come back to the Niners somehow. They just played in the Super Bowl. We're talking about Niners constantly. But the Niners fan base hates Jalen Hurts. The Niners fan base hates the Eagles. And so you do get a lot of this, oh, well, he is overrated. He's been figured out. The Niners defense figured him out. Um, let me just tell you something about Jalen Hurts. He's still arguably one of the top five quarterbacks in the National Football League. Maybe C.J. Stroud leapfrogged him. Maybe Joe Burrow, in your mind, is going to be better here going forward. And Joe Burrow is going to go on a tear. Maybe you have those types of quarterbacks ahead of Jalen Hurts. But no one else is moving ahead of him. No one's moving ahead of Jalen Hurts. In in a fantasy football context, he's a top 1-4 to four lock. And you can take away the, the, the brotherly shove if you want, that doesn't remove all of his touchdowns. He's still going to rush touchdowns in. You don't think the Eagles will try to figure out a way to do the brotherly shove under the new confines of the rules? Does anybody think Jalen Hurts won't scramble into the end zone on his own anyway? Does anybody think Jalen Hurts is incapable of dropping back and throwing a a, a touchdown pass to somebody instead of shoving it into the end zone? It's funny to me how many people believe this man's overrated. What does he have to do? And when someone says something like he's surrounded, like Sims, surrounded by an all-star cast or whatever, coaching a bunch of stuff he ended up saying, how is that any different than the argument people have been making about Brock Purdy and how people are going to make that argument about this quarterback, that quarterback? It's crazy to me that we're back to Jalen Hurts is no longer a secure, rock-solid, top-five quarterback. We went through this song and dance when he broke out. And on this channel, as a moon man, we didn't have Saturn men or Mars men or anything like that. At that point, we had moon men only. This guy was doubted by so many people outside our fantasy football circle. But we sat here with a a, a, a stern look on our face with conviction and said, watch. Watch and learn, young man. 6th, 7th round value is where we got Hurts, his breakout year. And now I venture to say that a lot of this, like, he's been figured out, this negativity, Hurts in uh, the skills drill um, during uh, Super Bowl week didn't have the greatest throws. People are starting to sling mud all over the place. And I venture to say Hurts doesn't drop a ton, but I do believe he does fall potentially into fourth round territory in 2024 fantasy football drafts. And let me just tell you this, that's that's win-a-league territory. Hurts in round three is win-a-league territory. Josh Allen's the only quarterback that does belong in round two, I admit that. But if you're getting Jalen Hurts in round number four, he's absolutely going to explode for you, win you a championship. Absolutely crush everybody around you. Mahomes in round four is ridiculous. I think that will climb because of the Super Bowl, the exposure, the what have you done for me lately. He's on everybody's mind, but... Currently on Underdog Fantasy Promo Code Smitty, we're not seeing Mahomes' ADP climb into the mid-third or anything like that. He's been maintaining early fourth to mid-fourth round ADP on Underdog Fantasy Promo Code Smitty. Make sure you hit that link. I'm going to drop the link right now in the live chat. If you want to draft with me during the evenings, we're going to start doing drafts about every other night here on the channel very, very very soon. Um, We'll definitely do one or two this week. But this is ridiculous. This is this clown-like behavior. And anybody that wants to come in and say, I don't think he is elite, you are looking from some sort of fandom glasses that are this thick on your head. And I appreciate you, but you don't know what you're saying if you think this man is not an elite quarterback in the National Football League. And my phone lines will be open later if you'd like to call in and discuss. Uh, uh, this man right here, Derrick Henry, in the news as well. Um, we're going to be talking about Derrick Henry an awful lot over the next handful of weeks. This report says that, uh, let's see here, uh, some rumors, person, pers, uh, personnel close to the situation uh, inside the NFL believe that the Ravens will target a running back with pedigree in free agency per uh, ESPN. Worth noting the Ravens nearly traded for Derrick Henry at the trade deadline. This is definitely one of the most likely landing spots. We've broken this down. I think Dallas is also very, very likely. We'll start hearing those rumors. We're in the middle of smoke season, so this is my favorite season. This is my favorite season. Right now is smoke season. Everybody and their mother's got a take. Everybody and their mother's got a source that they can't name, and my job is to come in here and break it down and tell you whether we believe the, the credibility of the of the unnamed source. My job isn't to come in here and say, oh, he's going here, he's not going here, hey, this breaking news on, on so-and-so doesn't, it's not my job to decide when to go live on it, it's my job to break it down and tell you what I think of it. So many people come into one of my live streams and say, say this is clickbait, Brandon Ayuk's not getting traded, Smitty. When the rumors are out there, the beat writers in San Francisco are talking about it. The local radio shows are talking about it. My boy, RSF49ers Raj, just did a live stream on whether IUK will or will not get traded. It's being talked about. And when someone comes into a live stream and says, Smitty... This is fake news. This is clickbait. We're not here to do that. I don't do clickbait. I come in and talk about conversations that are on the forefront. When I get DMs like, hey, is IU getting moved? Hey, is Debo getting moved? Hey, is Derrick Henry going to Baltimore? Hey, is Derrick? These aren't things that necessarily I believe will 100% happen. But when I get DM'd a thousand times on something, guess what? I know that it's in front of you enough for me to come out and speak to it. I don't know where Derrick Henry will go, but I can tell you this. The Ravens are absolutely one of the top landing spots for all of these big name running backs. Uh, And I'm going to take Barkley off of this. And this is kind of the, the running back board, if you will. The veteran, the pedigree running back board, as we can now coin it based on that one phrase right there. Barkley, Henry, Jacobs. This is the pedigree running back board. Okay, because when we look at the actual free agent running back board... You've got old dogs on here. You've got unproven players. You've got players that probably won't garner as much interest as you might think over a free rookie. So Eckler, old. Swift, I, I don't know where he's going to go. He definitely could have value. Pollard, he could definitely have value. Not saying they won't. But the, the-, the pedigree running backs as that-, that tweet and article we're talking about are right in front of your face right here. Saquon Barkley. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs. These are the high value running backs in the free agent pool. And Henry is either, in my opinion, going to Dallas. Henry is either, in my opinion, going to Baltimore or Dallas. Barkley's either going to Baltimore, Houston, or LAC. I think these guys are still players potentially if they want to be smart about it. Do I know if Philly's going to be smart about it? No, I don't. Do I think Cincinnati will make the right move? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think they. I shouldn't. I shouldn't say I don't. I should say I don't know. Buffalo. They've been very apprehensive about making a proper running back move. If Buffalo wants to win the Super Bowl, they'll trade for a Debo Samuel. They'll trade for a a, a player like that, or bring in a free free agent. I mean, they're going to cost money, but it's it's not costing draft capital. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, or Saquon Barkley. If you're Buffalo or a Buffalo fan and you think James Cook's the answer, I'm telling you, he's not. James Cook is not an elite running back. James Cook is not an elite running back. And I don't know how much time Derrick Henry's got left. I've made that abundantly clear. But do I like him in Buffalo? I do. Do I like him in Houston? I do. Do I like Derrick Henry in LAC, Dallas, or Baltimore? I do. Do I think he stays healthy all season? Maybe not. But do, do, could he score 10 touchdowns on a partial season? He sure could in these situations. Dallas, Baltimore, Henry. Barkley is really Dallas, Baltimore, Houston, LAC. He fits all these, these molds. So back to the news. Um, there's another piece of news on, uh, where where is this other one at? I think it's right here. Here's another one. It says the Ravens and Eagles are top landing spots for Tennessee free agent. Derrick Henry. So these two different sources at Smoke Season understand that. This one right here talking about the Tennessee Titan running back, former Tennessee Titan running back, maybe playing for the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe the Eagles will smarten up. Maybe the Eagles will say, hey, you know what? We've been watching Smitty's show, and we hear that we need a running back. We hear we could win a Super Bowl and get over the hump if we get a Derrick Henry. Hey, Buffalo, same thing goes to you, pal. You go get a Derrick Henry, a Barkley, or a Jacobs, you win a Super Bowl. You trade for a Debo Samuel, you win a Super Bowl. Um, Let me put that news over here in the corner all nice and snug. Um, The next thing I'll, I'll pull up, I guess I'll pull up Adam, Adam Schefter's tweet uh, about the free agency and why won't this move why won't this move good god that was aggravating me here are here's Adam, Twift, Adam Schefter's tweet about the free agent uh, or the 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 tagged players potential franchise tag players starting tuesday and lasting through tuesday march 5 nfl teams can designate franchise or transition players tag candidates include josh allen linebacker running back saquon barkley um, so there is that possibility. Tough to say if the Giants will, will exploit that. But um, T. Higgins, wide receiver for the Bengals. Fully expect him to be franchise tagged at this point. Running back Josh Jacobs, I don't think they tag him. I think Zamir White's smarter, but we'll see what they do. Um, let's see here. QB Baker Mayfield, he could get tagged. And then Mike Evans, we'll, we'll talk about Mike Evans in a second. He's waiting on Baker before he does any sort of negotiation negotiating at all with his contract because he doesn't he doesn't want to be back in tampa without baker you know so expect uh expect those two to hinge upon each other baker and and uh mike evans or there's neither one of them will be there qb Kirk cousins cannot be franchise tag just a point of clarification for anybody it's in his contract that he cannot he is scheduled to become an unrestricted free agent, and there's a lot of buzz as to where he could be playing. And it's not a lock that he goes back to Minnesota, especially the way Minnesota treats him. Keep in mind, they continue to say year after year after year, we want to explore if we can get a rookie quarterback. We want to maybe do this. We've been talking about getting AR five up, moving up in the draft. Didn't work. Now we're back to Cousins. It's it's this is a constant thing. Cousins might feel slighted. He might feel disrespected. He might feel like second. Uh, uh, you know, second choice, and so there's a possibility Kirk Cousins doesn't matter if he loves Minnesota. He can live in Minnesota. He doesn't have to uproot his family. He's near nearing the last like you know run of his career. He doesn't necessarily need to uproot anybody. So Cousins might have some more traveling, but he's gonna get a bag. He's gonna go play where he wants. He might want to get a Super Bowl, and and that's his mindset. Not that he'll win it, but that's his mindset. He wants to maybe go to maybe goes to Atlanta. Do. To his 2023 cap number, Bucks wide receiver Mike Evans projects projected franchise tag will be 28.4 million instead of the regular 21.6 million, meaning he's not expected to be tagged. Meaning that Baker is fully expected to be tagged and to work out tag and hold. It's like a handcuff move. It's it uh, NFL players call it you know prison, uh, NFL prison. It's a handcuff move designed initially the franchise tag for quarterbacks only and then it's it got widespread on uh, across all positions but somebody didn't think it out real properly it's not a great process to be honest there's a lot of, of of holes in it and and things that are not good for the game but there's also some positives maybe there's some things they need to do to rework the franchise tag slightly to make it beneficial for both parties and both sides. Maybe a player would love to be franchise tagged if they did something a little bit different. Um, maybe it should be the number one salary in the NFL for the year. You know, something like that would make it a lot harder uh, for somebody to consider and, and then it doesn't step on the player who is in a very vulnerable position like Jacobs last year, rushing title leader, looking to get his bag, and then the Raiders step all over it, franchise tag him with a a very low, you know, money for RB, and and then screw him out of his bag. Maybe he still gets it this offseason, but he had a pretty bad year when you look at it, and I don't know if he's going to get even close to the same numbers. We'll have to see, Uh, but this Mike Evans situation... They're not going to tag Mike Evans. They're going to go to Mike Evans and say, look, we got Baker tagged. We're going to work out a long-term deal. He'll say, work out the deal then. Get it inked with Baker, and I I vow to you, I will return to the Buccaneers in 2024 if the price is right. So that's the way I, I expect that to go. And let's say, figure out a way to pay him, and and that gets Baker to come back. But I, I think it'll be the other way around, but anything's possible. Calvin Ridley, uh, should, uh, should wide receiver... Calvin Ridley re-signed with the Jaguars. The Jaguars would owe a second round pick to Atlanta, number 48 overall, as a part of the conditions of their trade last year. The Falcons currently have the third round pick, 79 overall via Jacksonville. This means that Ridley's gone. Ridley's gone. There's no way they re-signed Ridley and surrender the 48 overall pick. So Ridley's going to play elsewhere in 2020. Three. Where would good where, where would be a good location for Ridley? Uh, by the way, I appreciate every single one of you in here. Um, we got Maddo in the building. Carl, uh, I mean, we got way more than that, but first in the building at least. We got about 84 to 100 of you b- bouncing in and out. Hit that thumb up button. We only have 21 thumbs up. Maddo, first in the building. Carl, uh, prankster in the house. Hector, uh, Superfish, appreciate all of you in the building. Lupo's in here. Travis Rowe, uh, I saw Perps in there some, somewhere. Appreciate you being here. Oh, where was I at? Where would be? Where would who? Who am I talking about here? Where would would Ridley? 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 Where would Ridley be a good a good landing spot? I would say Buffalo. You know, they get rid of Diggs. Maybe that's a place he could go. Uh, KC would be interesting. Um, Dallas would be interesting as the wide receiver too. In Dallas, um, Indy would be interesting. I think. Uh, I think. New York, New York Jets could be a, an interesting landing spot. Give Aaron Rodgers another weapon. I think the Giants will look at it. I think he could go to a couple bad spots like the Giants or, or maybe, you know, I don't know. Uh, Giants would be one of the worst, I think. Unless they draft a really good quarterback, which I don't think they will. Because Danny Dimes is getting paid a freaking fat bag. And I don't think they're going to grab a quarterback after signing him to the deal that they signed him to. I just don't think it's going to make sense for them to, to make that assumption. It makes the, the organization look really bad. And I think they got to go down the road of, of trusting dimes one more year. Uh, this right here, this report, quarterback uh, position will be a top priority for the Atlanta Falcons heading into the offseason, according to uh, the GM. That's a top priority for us this offseason, and it's exciting we're going to spend a lot of time together. Make sure we attack it right. This is 100% starting to feel like there's zero chance of a Ritter, like resurgence or some sort of really bad botch quarterback plug and play. This is Zach Robinson. This is uh, Raheem Morris. This is a coaching staff that I absolutely love. This duo here and Raheem Morris, head coach, defensive-minded Rams uh, DC coming over and then brings over the QB coordinator, passing game coordinator, Zach Robinson, who's now the OC, the guy that helped construct an architect, the Puka Nakua tour, the the, the Stafford and Puka and Cup and Kyron offense is sitting at the helm here ahead of the offense, full charge, giving full capability, and decision-making, just like Kingsbury is with his defensive-minded head coach, Dan Quinn. Oh, Dan Quinn, that's such a bad signing. Is it really? You sure about that? You sure about that? Oh, Raheem Morris, defensive signing. What a bad signing. You sure about that? I don't think so, because the offense is run through, like in Detroit's Ben Johnson, like in Houston's defensive-minded D'Amico Ryan team, you've got Slowick. You've got offensive coordinator machines: Zach Robinson, Kingsbury, Manning the fort, Manning the offensive situation. And Washington and Atlanta are freaking gold mines for, I believe, fantasy football development. And and this news right here is fantastic. When you hear the conviction and the fact that they're going to attack it and 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 make it a priority, that means that Cousins fields or some sort of. Trade-up in the draft could be in the cards for the Atlanta Falcons. I think Fields is a real possibility. So is Cousins. This is really feeling like it's it's going to happen. Uh, they're going to have a big signal caller throwing the football to Drake London, who is a freaking Mars man. He's on a shuttle to Mars. Mars man. Look at Drake London. Look at him. Space monster in freaking deed. Um, so get ready for more on that. Uh, what is this piece of news over in the corner here? It looks like it's been tucked away. I can barely see it. Oh, yeah. Guys, this is a this is a new... Oh, my God. Um, it, that Now, there's not a ton to this yet, but rumors are that the NFL has not ruled out further punishment for Browns QB Deshaun Watson in the event that further evidence emerges in the remaining sexual misconduct cases against him right now let me just tell you what this means he has to i think um speak at a hearing and and so we're not sure what that hearing will reveal now i know this guy's already escaped pretty much most of of everything we thought could potentially happen everything's been seems seems like it's been, you know, ironed out for the most part for the Browns and the organization to move on and expect this guy to just, you know, put it all behind him. But there's that possibility that if, you know, cause the way that you would look at this is, Hey, are all these cases made up? I know a lot of people feel that way that he's been set up and, and, and innocent until proven guilty. Okay. I want to make sure I'm very clear on that, but there were a lot of Potential people trying to piggyback off of this to make money doesn't mean that one, two, three, four, five of the cases weren't potentially—I don't want to say warranted or whatever—but if you read the actual documents, the court documents, and what Deshaun Watson admits doing and says that it was consensual, though, you'd understand why this is not an all-made-up thing. Pieces and components of this could be fabricated, stretched and made to look like this man is some sort of predator of some kind, right? But he definitely partook in some weird actions and consistent behaviors that were predatory-like in terms of his continuously trying to uh, 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 figure out how to get in these situations over and over and over and over. And his argument is never that he wasn't addicted to this repetitious pattern that he had, but that he never once did anything that should have been considered not consensual. That's where the line is drawn. So when people say these were all made up, they don't, they're just speaking about it because they're defending the right of, of, of innocent till proven guilty, which I totally respect. So every one of you out there that's taking a hard stand without even knowing the, the facts, I appreciate you, but there is a lot to this. And if if this man, if you read a lot of what he did, you'd understand. If you actually read the entire entirety of the court documents, you'd understand. Stuff I can't even really say on here. It's that bad. That he admits to doing, but he says that it was consensual or not said to be unwanted. You would say to yourself, never mind. I'm not putting my name to that. I'm not going to back this man up. I'm not going to act like this is something that, that is made up or fabricated because of what he admits to doing. And then you, you probably move on and not open your mouth about it. Anybody opening their mouth about it saying, ah, he's innocent, they're all made up. This person has not looked at a single court document. They're just trying to f- defend freedom, which is amazing. That's what I love to defend. But this is not that. So we'll find out if anything gets revealed in any of the, the, the courtroom, you know, situations he's still got going on. Uh, not saying he will be uh, in the in the clear or not, but we'll find out more later. Uh, this right here, Jaguars are likely to uh, to go in a different direction than signing wide receiver Calvin Ridley, as I just mentioned. Second round pick number forty eight overall would be surrendered if they sign this man. That is not worth it. Like to give you context, you would you would take the forty eight overall in a trade for Ridley in a heartbeat. So why would you? sign him, spend the money and then surrender the 48, you know. So so he's not worth the 48 overall pick. Doesn't mean he can't revive his career or do well or good somewhere else. Tank Dell said he's expecting to be ready for OTAs. Attaboy, a boy Tank. I'm very thankful for that. I hope you're thankful for that as well. Yeah. I'm tankful. You're tankful. Tank Dell to the mother freaking moon. He'll be ready for OTAs and get all the get get ready haters. Get all the popcorn ready that you need. Um, not saying Nico Collins fans are haters, but there's going to be a lot of people saying that that Tank Dell is no way near the number one wide receiver in Houston, and there'll be a lot of people that say he is the number one wide receiver in Houston. It'll be a a pretty crazy debate to be quite frank, and it'll be a fun debate to have all offseason long. And there's certainly uh, going to be some discussion on it and worthy discussion. Both sides are worthy of that discussion. um Browns beat writer uh talking about Deshaun Watson's shoulder is on track to rehab, on track during his rehab, uh, schedule rehab to begin throwing in March. So get ready for a little bit more Deshaun Watson news on a bunch of different fronts. And it always is funny that when something emerges in terms of the negative, another piece of Deshaun Watson news to try and drown it out comes out like, oh, he's, he uh he's starring in a new commercial. And it, it it always it always kinda piggybacks off that news whenever something breaks. Uh, John Harbaugh, um personnel, people inside close to the situation in Baltimore said that the Ravens will target a running back with pedigree in free agency. We just talked about that. That's just another source. Sometimes I like to put two of them on there so you get a sense of how um how I don't know much it's being talked about, not to say how concrete the info is because sometimes people are just repeating the original that we we got it from, but at least you know that multiple sources are talking about it. That should give you some sort of, I don't know, cemented in confidence that it is actually legitimate news that's getting kicked around, whether it's going to come to fruition or not. Uh, Russell Wilson, Virtually no one around the league expects Russell Wilson to return to the Broncos in 2024. Well, this is news to me because um, Sean Payton already made this abundantly clear. So, kind of weird. Kind of weird that we're talking about Russell Wilson maybe still being in Denver. That's not going to happen. He already already tilted his hand and showed it. He showed his hand to everybody and said, Russell Wilson's not in my hand of cards. And we know he's going elsewhere. The problem is Russell Wilson's contract is absolutely putrid uh let me put it on screen for you because this is something that's going to be hard to move you'd have to eat some of the uh the contract and i and and that's honestly a very very complicated process and even hard to understand an attorney would have to come on and explain some of the inner workings of 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 what would probably have to happen for this to make sense for and we could definitely uh, hook that up and set it up your boy's always pretty good at breaking down a lot of the contracts and, and pieces of information that uh, I, I thought I just took a screenshot of that. Where is it? Hold on, let me get this on screen here. This is Russell Wilson's very very bad, hard to maneuver contract. Uh, no one should be expecting there. No one should be expecting a trade to go down. Is it possible? Again, if there's some sort of contract being eaten a post June trade, there's a lot of ways this could actually you know turn turn out to be something that's doable. But in 2024, his dead cap is uh, is 85 million dollars. <laughs> I, I don't even understand how how this is gonna work. Like that is one of the bigger dead caps. The potential out, if you see on the, in the middle of this, uh, right about this line right here, where my finger is. This middle line it says potential out in the middle of the screen, 2026. That means that the potential out is not even really in 2025. The the bolded line 2024 is if you if you go all the way down to about the third to last column dead cap, which is this column right here, dead cap, 85 million dollars here I can highlight it actually. 85 million dollars is the dead cap hit. So this is going to be a crazy release if he's released it's also going to be a very costly trade regardless no matter what way you spin it it's it's insane when you think about it and it'll be one of the the bigger debacles really and the fact that you know what let me let me be honest here the fact that this guy was asked to redo his contract in the middle of a resurgence of his career and i'm not saying i love russell wilson i'm not saying he's an elite player of any on any level but Russell Wilson was bouncing back to a significant degree for the Denver Broncos late in the year, and he was in a groove. And the announcers—not that I agreed with them exactly—but the announcers all over the place were saying, "When he play, this guy looks like his old self. Russell Wilson's back," etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the the brass and coach walk into this guy's, uh, you know, to this guy's locker. Now I'm I'm kind of making up how this went down right here, but and said, "Hey Russell, you either." Take away your, your injury clause that, that if he got hurt They'd pay him a boatload of money Or we're going to bench you And he said oh, "I'm," And again I'm making up How this conversation went But I can imagine it going something like Hey I'm Russell Wilson uh, But I'm not hurt I'm also playing great And the team's playing great And all the announcers and everybody think I'm back and you walk up to me and say, hey, you either redo your contract your injury clause because we're going to let you play the season out or we're going to bench you. Does that not seem corrupt? Does that not seem like if, if, if coaches are in trouble for being paid to lose games, if that's a thing, how is this not a, a similar form of that? How is this not some sort of, corrupt and illegal process and action by a team, an organization, a coaching staff, a brass to tell a player, your contract makes us uncomfortable. Let's lose games. Let's put you on the bench if you don't redo it and lose games. How is that any different? I know it's different. How is that any better? How is that not as bad as a coach throwing games, being paid to throw games? It seems corrupt to me. That this man is playing lights out to, to his level. Everybody talking about how Russell Wilson's coming back. And they walk up to him and say, take the injury clause out of your contract or we're sitting you. Um, It's ridiculous to me. Okay, uh, let's see here. Russell Wilson, where does he play? Where's Russell Wilson play? I guess I would say, let me put this back on screen because we're talking about the man. Let's put him on screen. Russell, I'm sorry. Russell, where's he playing? Pittsburgh? Be pretty decent in Pittsburgh, to be honest with you. And, and, And Arthur Smith might not tinker too much with his you know he, he we don't necessarily need russell wilson to be a fantasy football asset we need pickens to get the ball we need the offense to move the football i'm not i'm not buying any pittsburgh steelers team at all pittsburgh or player pittsburgh's i'm done with pittsburgh until arthur smith's gone but but russell wilson could help make that feel a little more comfortable if we do end up sitting there going well i'll just take pickens in this one league I don't mind him in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, he could maybe win games in Pittsburgh. I don't like Arthur Smith, they, especially if he goes to Pittsburgh and then they fire Arthur Smith after one year, and they can kind of reshape it from there. Um, Seattle, uh, it, it wouldn't it be crazy with Pete Carroll gone? He goes back to Seattle. Not going to happen, but <laughs> anything's happened. We've seen players go back to teams before. Um. Uh. Minnesota, if they lose Kirk Cousins, I mean, it's possible. There's a lot of crazy scenarios that we could work up, but but in, in a certain environment, I don't hate Russell Wilson for the team. Again, he'll never probably be a fantasy starter for me ever again, but I do think he can maybe get the football to a couple players here and there because Sutton had a pretty good year pulling in passes. Pro Football Talks. Mike Florio said multiple sources have indicated that the teams expect the NFL teams expect the 2024 cap to be in the neighborhood of 242 million dollars to 243 million dollars. And as I talked about earlier, the reason that we have maybe a potential Debo Samuel and uh, and 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 Brandon Ayuk trade discussion, why we would even have a discussion about uh, these gentlemen, I think this is graphic that I had up earlier, and the reason that this conversation needs to be had, and everybody gets their panties in a bunch about it, especially Niners fans, when I talk about it, he's not going anywhere, he's not going anywhere. well, the Niners have very little wiggle room, um they have very little wiggle room to maneuver, and I put up my boy C-Max post the other day, this is not from me, this is not a biased take, this is from a very pro 49er page that constantly has positive things to say about the 49ers, and constantly him and I go at it back and forth. I uh, see if I can find this graphic from C Mac, but C Mac talks about how this is going to be a, a potential cap challenge for the 49ers walking into the upcoming offseason, right? That we're walking into right now. This is not going to be an easy task for. The 49ers. Can I even find this graphic? I got it somewhere. I think it's right. Where is it at? I'll have to find it again. I don't have it. But but C-Mac broke it down. And they're not my numbers. They're his. Let me see if I can get it a screenshot of it. And put it on screen here. Because I I would like to read it. Or I'll just read it. I'll just read it. Here's C-Mac's post on the actual cap. It says. And here's the post right here. From CMax, uh, 49er Fire. That's my boy. Very pro Niner page. The 49ers top 8 cap hits for the 2024 season is an estimated $198 million in damages. After adding on Brandon Ayuk's fully guaranteed 5th year option. Not an extension, his 5th year option. That would put the team at an estimated $212 million of cap space used. The cap space is projected to be between 24 or sorry 240 and 245 million. Uh, so he he he's right on there. As you can see his research on here is on point even because it's expected to be right in between his numbers. Meaning the Niners would have in the range of 28 to 33 million dollars for the remaining 44 roster spots. The 49ers front office has a dreadful task ahead of them in the uh, during the offseason. That's from a pro Niner page that's constantly going at me being negative. He's my boy. I love him. But this is real. You may not want it to be if you're a Niner fan. If you got Niner goggles on, I get it. But this is real. I'm not saying he's going to get traded. I'm not saying that Debo is going to get traded. But this is a real conversation. If the right team came along and offered a very high draft pick for Brandon Ayuk, he would probably be gone. Not to mention, even if all of this doesn't come to a head and something unravel, Ayuk is still going to probably request a trade because the Niner way, the Niner way, as I've always alluded to in the offseason, is to extend players in July and August and not to go near this topic until August, which... Ayuk doesn't want to play that game. Ayuk wants his extension now. And if you remember during Debo's holdout, they said the entire time, we'll sign Debo, we'll take care of him. He just needs to be patient and we'll do it in August. He goes, I don't want to do it in August. Then there was trade rumors. There was animosity between the fan base. Same thing's going to happen with Ayuk. And the difference is John Lynch was asked point blank, are you going to re-sign Debo in the offseason to a new deal? He said, we're going to do everything we can Uh, loosely, word for word, everything we can to make that happen. He didn't say what he said about Debo, we're going to get it done. Debo will be happy. We always take care of our players. He always said that the entire offseason. This time they can't say that because of the numbers I just read to you. So again, if you're a Niner fan right there, chatting, thick goggles, upset, not going to happen. Probably seen two or three people say not going to happen, not going to happen. It could happen. Not saying it will happen, but a hundred percent could happen because the Niners are in some cap trouble. Um, who would be traded? Probably Ayuk. The reason I say that, and I think Debo would maybe command—I don't know—I would think he would command more interest, but Debo might come or Ayuk might command the same, if not more, depending on the 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 ownership and the decision maker. But but Ayuk is is a good receiver, but I think he's partly system-made. I think he's really good. I don't know that he'll ever become a top-five wide receiver in the National Football League. Debo could play as a top-five to seven wide receiver in the National Football League. He has played that well. And so if I'm the Buffalo Bills and I'm going after a player and I've got even this, let's just talk about it as if we would trade the 28. I I don't think any team would, but if the the, the Buffalo Bills traded the 28 overall for, for Debo Samuel, that would be potentially a Super Bowl move. I don't know that I would want to... I honestly don't know that I want to pay that for IUK. I, I don't know... Plus, you'd have to pay IUK a, a big, fat extension. Um, the problem with this is Debo has a 20 to 22-ish million dollar, if I remember correctly, dead cap hit. And so if Debo is traded, it's most likely a post-June move, which limits your suitors because a lot of teams want to figure all that out before they go into the NFL draft and have to make draft decisions and draft players. They don't want to say, okay, we'll do a trade later in June, you know, or July about with Debo Samuel. They don't want to do that. So trade partners, all that dies down a lot when the NFL draft is over. That's why a lot of draft day trades happen because teams are like in the final moment of, hey, 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 you sure you want to do this? Because we're going to use this pick. And, and, and it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you're going to talk to a guy in, in fantasy football about a trade, right, in your league. And they want to make a trade with you. And you're like, I'm on the clock right now with the number five overall pick. And he's like, no, nah, we'll maybe work it out later. You're like, I'm going to draft somebody that's going to change the direct direction of my team. I may not want to do this trade after I draft. Do you want to do the trade or not? That's the way the NFL is. Everything's pre-NFL draft or during the NFL draft. Not saying it can't happen. I'm just saying a later Debo Samuel trade is going to be harder to pull off. But that's, that might be where you have to trade Debo is after the, the, the June deadlines. Because his his cap hit is rough. Um, So this money, 242 to 243 sounds right. Niners have cap issues and they don't even pay their QB. Well, they're going to have to pay him soon too though. That's another problem. Love Devo's upside, but his injuries worry me. I, I agree with you, Travis. No one's no one's gonna argue that. That's it, It's definitely a concern. But if I'm the Buffalo Bills, man, <laughs> I think I would do it. I would do it. I would I would figure out a way. They also could bring in Ridley. They could also do some other moves that'll be a little bit cheaper. There's certainly some ways to get a. Look, like Ridley's still got a lot left. I think Ridley. I think it was the or somebody in here that said Ridley deserves better. I think I, I saw that comment somewhere and I agree with that. Me, me saying Ridley's not going to be retained or re-signed in Jacksonville this year isn't because I don't like him. It's because he'll he'll the team will have to surrender a, a 48 overall pick, so it's not gonna happen. He hasn't earned that value. Could he still earn it? I do think he could. I do think he could. So this this news and the the IUK situation. We'll we'll figure all that out as we go through the offseason. We got two more pieces of news here. This one right here, Mike Evans, I told you that already part of his contract extension is what happens with uh, um with uh, Baker Mayfield, obviously. Um, but they're far apart on the contract negotiation anyway, according to this report. So that's bad news for the entirety of this situation. But they can they can close in on a number. I'm not saying they they won't negotiation but but if they're not close and then Baker's like, "Well, I'm not coming back if Mike Evans isn't." You know, this is a tough thing. They almost have to do a a, a like a, du- a double double wedding. Shotgun shotgun contract uh, negotiation. Uh speaking on Shaquille O'Neal's the big podcast with Shaq, Eagles center Jason Kelsey said he's still figuring it out when talking about the possibility of retiring. As I've said from the very beginning, I think he doesn't retire. I think he and his brother want to play one more year, and then they maybe walk into the sunset together at the same time. So, more news to come on that. Appreciate everybody being in here. File on in, hit that thumb up button, and dial in if you got something. Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Dial in. Dial in. Dial in. Your boy is here to answer your calls i appreciate every single one of you in the house tonight um how many people we got in the live stream right now i think we still have uh, we have 113 in here and only 54 thumbs up so punch the thumb up button i hope you enjoy the news i'm here monday through friday at 8 p.m eastern that's what this show is to bring you news nfl news even if you don't play fantasy football and we do talk a lot of fantasy so you're in luck if you do but even if you didn't or you don't play fantasy in the offseason or you just not, this is an NFL show. This is an NFL show. We're going to talk about NFL controversial topics, especially all offseason long. You know, during the end season, it does get a little bit start bench heavy up in here. But, you know, we still, I'll still have more uploads that are just, you know, business, just talking about football. I'll do that throughout the year, a little bit more this year for anybody that's like I don't love the live streams as much when it's start bench questions. But that's the nature of fantasy football. But during the offseason, we are all business here. This is news. And and if anybody just wants to hear good, you know, conversation, arguments, phone lines, you know, different topics and, and ideas and free agency movement, keep tabs on the news. All you gotta do is watch this APM show every day. The the monologue, the news piece, and you'll be informed. You'll have everything you need every single day. You'll be completely caught up. Uh, Ethan the Negative. You're uh, live, my guy, and then I'm going over to Travis. What's up, Ethan? Uh,
2: Smitty, uh, last year I called in, and because uh, I don't watch college, I was like, oh, who in redraft can I take at the very end, basically for free, undrafted, uh, for the rookies? And you said, because I was like, oh, there's like DJ Shark,' and you said, no, Del. You Dell. Know, and you kind of laughed. Well, you did laugh at <laughs> DJ Shark, But... Um, <laughs> Uh, Take Dale. Who, who is um is this Malachi guy, the guy this year? I, I mean, Devon Achan went
1: undrafted in my redraft league last year. Uh, who who's the guy you think that's going? I mean, it's like I, 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 yeah. I don't know if you watched my video, but I I can't be any more clearer than the video I put up already to say, look, Brian Thomas Jr., uh, Malachi Corley, and Xavier Leggett are the potential. Now, for all the freaking out Freddys out there, I can't tell you how many people love this and how many people hated this video. This is not likely going to stick. This is a talent evaluation video. Landing Spot will certainly nudge everyone around, but probably the big three. But even Adunze and Neighbors could flip-flop. And I know a lot of Neighbors people hate to hear that. I'm not saying it will. No one has to tell me, Smitty, you're sleeping on Malik Neighbors. No one has to tell me. I'm not sleeping on anybody. But if Malik Neighbors goes to the Giants to play with Danny Dimes and Adunze goes to the freaking Chargers or uh, Cardinals or something, then you got to understand. If somebody trades down movement happens, you can't just say Malik Neighbors, no matter what, is going to be better than Adunze. Adunze, Neighbors, and Marvin Harrison Jr. are the three guys in the top tier. And granted, Neighbors is ahead of Adunze. And granted, Marvin Harrison Jr. is is ahead of, of Neighbors in, in my book. But everyone's out of their mind if they think that it's all locked in and cemented in. Even the top three. That top three. Even Marvin Harrison Jr. in a redraft context could be worse than Neighbors his rookie year if Marvin Harrison Jr. goes to the Giants and Malik Neighbors goes to the Cardinals or the Chargers. Guess what? Now, Neighbors is the number one wide receiver for year one. Doesn't mean he's my dynasty number one. I still, have, I still have the Giants making right that next year, the quarterback situation. But this whole cemented in thing, everybody's got their own opinion. It's fine. I appreciate it. But get out of here with your this is the only way you're crazy that this take... like. 4, 5, and 6, many, this is insane. How many people told me? Malachi Corley at number 5, LOL. How dumb is that? You know how many times people told me that about Tank Dell last year? Do you think I care? you think I care one single bit? If these guys don't land in good spots, if these guys do not land in good spots, they're not going to be 4, 5, and 6. Like That's the whole point of doing a talent evaluation ranking video. This is about me coming in and saying, I don't care about landing spots. I don't care about chatter. I don't care about any of that. When I watch Brian Thomas Jr. on film, he pops like crazy. When I watch Malachi Corley on film, it looks like the tank Dell we've all been hoping we could find in this freaking draft. He's it if he lands in the right spot. If Xavier Leggett becomes the next DK Metcalf, it's because he lands in a great spot. All three of these guys could fall out of my top six. All three of them. If they land in, in really shitty situations. And everybody's saying, where's Coleman? Where's Coleman? Coleman's next, but where would he go? If Coleman goes to a good spot, and these three guys don't, Coleman's going to be four. It's that simple. It's not backtracking. It's not Smitty sleeping on this guy. Smitty, this is ridiculous. You're too bold here. This Like, understand what you're watching here. When you call into the show, or you type in the the comment section saying that something's ridiculous. We're here... And this is my take. And you if you don't trust me in the comments, Caleb, then go watch another show. But in, in my sh- in my world, my show, I'm telling you my take. And my take is these are four, five, and six talent-wise. Doesn't matter what, ha- what anybody else thinks. Doesn't matter what everybody else ranks. Doesn't matter where everybody else says Malachi Corley. Didn't matter where people at Tank Dell. Tank Dell was outside a lot of people's top 10 wide receivers. Where, now, what, what, now, do I get any sort of credit there? Do I get any sort of, okay, let's give Smitty some wiggle room to say Malachi Corley in the right spot is the next Tank Dell. No. No, a lot of people don't have that kind of patience. And that's okay. Um, Travis, do oh, hang, you think hang I'm t- wrong? What? what to look at the, do you think I'm wrong to
2: look at the bigger guys? Kind of like they need more development, though. Now that we've just seen Jaden Reed and Tank Dell... Just come in and go in motion and be a part of these offenses. And meanwhile, guys like huge. No, like, the, the, uh, bro, that, know,
1: no. Just, <laughs> a zero, zero. You're you're trying to make you're trying to make a, a connection that isn't there. Last year, we I'm had talking, no real okay. big receivers. We just didn't. Okay. The only big receiver is yeah. Quentin Johnson, and it didn't matter that he was big. He played soft. And I said that he's soft. Mm -hmm. Doesn't catch the ball in his hands. He's soft. And I'm not saying he can't (laughs) develop, but he was the biggest wide receiver, and we knew it wasn't going to work out. So there's no core. Look, you're going to have big wide receivers come out. This guy, Xavier Leggett, is a freaking machine. He's 6'3". He's 227 pounds. He's an absolute monster. And he could become quite arguably better than DK Metcalf if he goes to the right spot. Malachi Corley looks like Tank Dell mixed with I can't even describe like the type of player that he he plays so much like like five six seven different guys and I don't want to like try and label him one type of player and then everybody go oh he doesn't do all the things he does on that's why I can't really say one player it's he he navigates space in a very unique way he's got a motor. In a very he's got a motor like Tyreek Hill in terms of not stopping and continuing to use his his motion to get him into the most opportune situations. That is not to say he's going to be Tyreek Hill. That's not to say he's as quick as Tyreek Hill. So understand what you're hearing when I say it. He has the motor of Tyreek, he has the the kind of route running and, and navigating around especially open space like Tank Dell does. He reminds me very much like Tank Dell in that capacity. He's such a good player. He's such a good player. Um, Yeah, I'm going to
2: look him up. Uh,
1: Hopefully the next Tank Dell. Well, go go, go look him up. I'm going to put you on hold and talk to Travis. I want you to watch at least one full minute of Malachi Corley highlights. Type in Malachi Corley highlights. Watch the first video that says highlights in it. It should have like a fire emoji or something. Go watch it. And then I'm gonna come back to you in about one to two minutes. Mute it. Don't I, I can't hear the. We don't want the, right, the, yep. the. We don't want the audio on here. And mute it. Then pause it because I don't want to play in the background. Come. I'm coming mm. to pull you back on air, and I'm gonna have you tell me what you think. Okay. So go watch some. We'll, right. we'll, we'll come back I'm to you. Good. All right, All right. Travis. What's up, my guy? Yeah. Um,
0: Corley's got got a little bulldog in him too. He's tough.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. He, he, uh,
0: has got like like you said. It's hard to describe because he has. You could take things from all different receivers and kind of throw it into him, and Tim. But But um, I was just talking about the, uh, the th- kind of interesting that all three of those receivers, Ridley Pittman and Evans, are likely to hit free agency now because um, Evans, you know, people might think, oh, he's older, he only knows Tampa, but he has a ring with to them too, so he could just decide that he could go anywhere.
1: Well, Pittman's going to get tagged. We know we Pittman's know getting tagged somewhere else.
0: It's, Pittman's, is he definitely getting tagged? Yeah,
1: yeah. Pittman's getting tagged. It's already, the, oh, okay. that, word, that word's he's already right. kind of come down. Higgins is getting tagged. Pittman's getting tagged. I mean, they could work out a long-term okay. deal, I'll... but they're, those guys are getting tagged. But yeah, Evans oh, okay. can't get tagged because it's a, like a $7 million he... difference for him to get tagged versus the tag number and Ridley costs a 48 overall pick if he gets retained. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, so he's gone. I, I think Ridley... Um... I guess he could chase a bag, because I don't think he ever got a huge contract, but um, he he should pick where he goes wisely, because like last year, he got kind of screwed with um, when um, what's his name, drawn a blank on the the receiver that kept getting hurt for the Jaguars last year. Whenever he was hurt, um, he was like, they just ran Ridley as like a decoy, almost. Like, I never really understood why they did it. I don't know why they make him more of a focal point, but if he's getting the ball, I think he's got at least one more really good year left in him.
1: Yeah, now I, he's getting a little bit older. I though. think Ridley really, really definitely got screwed. Definitely got screwed. Um, Jay
0: Jones. That's what I was trying to think of. Whenever yeah,
1: Jay Jones was yeah, served, he was just Be, running, running yeah, like deep routes. Yeah. People like that wanted to. Get, when you already drafted him, you know you had you had to commit to it, like. If you didn't start him every week, then he was going to go off on your bench. But the problem is when you run nothing but stretch routes and, and, and like go routes, your conversion rate goes from high to extremely low or even medium to extremely low. So, and you would notice that if you watch really still got two or three big deep routes, you know, uh, tosses to him, but mm-hmm. they wouldn't connect because Lawrence would either be inaccurate or you get hit. The m- milk would be soured at the moment. And, and then if he didn't catch one of his four go routes, he had zero points. If he caught one, he had a, you know, 70-yard touchdown. But yeah. the problem was he didn't have anything interme- intermediary. And so that's what killed him. And it sucked. It sucked to watch. They didn't mix it up at all. It was just like, hey, open up the center of the field, really go, go deep and just continue to just stretch the field. And that was what Zay kind of did. So when Zay was out, that's why really took on that role. When Zay would come back, Ridley right. would do well, and and so it is what it is. Ridley hopefully goes to an environment. I think Buffalo would be interesting. I think the Chiefs would be interesting. I don't know. It's it's hard to know where he's gonna go. Uh, you know, it, does the team see him as somebody they need to have? I don't know. The NFL is weird. NFL is yeah, very very tough, uh, tough co- to predict. Yeah, they, they follow suit with what other teams have how they viewed he, a player. He, like if a, if a player gets run out of town. It's amazing that there's not like one or two teams. Usually, they're like, "Wait a minute, they they misjudged this. Let's go get them." It's almost like a, no. a stamp of uh, disapproval that just infects everybody else. It's crazy. Like if I was a GM running things, I'd be finding diamonds in the rough that, that left. Malik Cunningham kept getting cut and going passing through waivers by the New England Patriots, and and I would be, yep. I feel astute enough to be like, "Where the Jets scoop that man up." And then guess what? What happened? You would have given him a try because everything else didn't work, and you were <laughs> grabbing at straws. And you put Zach Wilson back in. If Malik Neighbor, or Malik Neighbors, if Malik Cunningham, quarterback for the New England Patriots, was available to to add to the roster, and when you got to that point, the Jets would have thrown him out there, and then we would have all seen what he is. Maybe he wouldn't work out, but he certainly had a ton of upside, in my opinion, and worthy of a, a of a go this year. And he didn't didn't freaking get it. Yeah, Jaden Reed's another good player that Corley reminds me of. It's a combination of Jaden Reed, you know, um, you know, Garrett Wilson's another one. Garrett Wilson, Jaden Reed, a little bit of Tyree Kill. Not trying to say he's Tyreek Hill, just a little bit of Tyreek Hill's motor and and just his, his drive and determination. Absolutely, absolutely love it. Hey, Smitty. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I watched the Malachi video and, uh, yeah, he looked, um, he looked like the player I'm interested in right now because, you know, Flowers, Powers, Dell, and Reed went off. But like I said, yeah, I can't remember how they used to, you know, oh, year three, the receivers blow up. Then it was year two. And, you know, I, I don't really think it matters, you know,
1: so it changes year to year. So I'll just,
2: I'll, uh, I'll look at them all, and yeah, I think uh, Malachi
1: looks good. Yeah, Malachi looks really good, bro. He looks fantastic. Yeah. Um, another another couple cool. of people are saying Malik Washington, he's really good, too. Um, McConkie's very good. I mean, I only went six deep, so we didn't get to the rest of them yet. McConkie's really good. Um, Polk has is, is got some upside. Um, there, there's a ton of them. I mean, there's the, the again, it comes down to landing spot. We could say to or blue in the face that we like Malik Cunningham as that guy, or we like... Uh, Mitchell as that guy, or or even a, a player like um, Xavier Worthy. Xavier Worthy is a pretty pretty solid
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, option, to be honest with you. He's really really good. So there's a lot of good talent. Um, same thing with RB Trey Benson. Y- you want to know another another guy I love that I think we're going to be talking up more than pretty much anybody you will find. Um, oh oh, uh, th- this isn't the guy I'm going to mention, but I'd say even even Jerry Rice's brother he, he or son brother. Son, very, yep. very good. Right, Rice, go check him out. But the player on the oh. running back side of the fence that we're going to be talking up that I think a lot of people won't would be probably Frank Gore Jr. He's looking better and better and better. Yeah. And and there's a report yeah. out. I, I wish I had it in front of me. Let me see if I could find it. A report out that uh, the Chargers are are eyeballing him. And that's fantastic news if anybody... That's
0: interesting. Yeah, yeah.
1: so the Chargers are eyeballing him. He does feel a little bit Blake Corum like so that's pretty that's pretty interesting potential pairing. But Frank Gore Jr to me I heard me,
2: Brock Bowers Chargers rumors.
1: Yeah, that, I mean he's I wouldn't even say rumors, yeah. I'd say that's expected. People are expecting Brock Bowers to go in the top six, seven, eight. so the Chargers are 100% in that 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 realm. But I think Frank Gore Jr to be honest with you guys could climb as high as like my running back two or three. <laughs> like I, I I just think in the right spot. I like him. I like him. I like him. I've, I, I, I admittedly liked him more the last couple days than I liked him even days prior. And I did like him. I still very much had him higher than pretty much anybody. But I'm starting to like Frank Gore Jr. The last two or three days. it has been watching a lot on him. I think there's a real good shot. He and This is a very weak running back class. So we we'll oh, to see Thanks, Mitty. I gotta go I gotta take right. this dog Yeah, yeah don't run. wanna keep you Alright, later, later <laughs> Ethan, All right, thanks, appreciate thanks. it later. Yeah. The chat's Talking
0: about I guess Fields Unfollowed the Bears Yeah I that's, right. that's great On
1: Instagram. That's great Let's go to Fields' profile Yeah Justin Fields Mad cap You know the, you, uh, no, no offense I'm not wishing for the Bears Downfall or anything But <sighs>
0: Fantasy
1: wise, though, it's you know. It's okay, a place but where why, why, why does his his profile says Justin Fields? He's got a Chicago Bear uniform on, and he's got Chicago Bears slash Atlanta. <laughs> what? Wait, what? Well,
0: what? What? what it says
1: that. Yeah, I'll put it up on screen. Hold on. <laughs> What's going on here? What is going on here, Justin? Gentle, Justin? uh, I mean, we we think Atlanta might be one of the spots. So that this yeah. is this is weird.
0: Where is
1: he from? Th- yeah does he live Does he have from a home there. in Atlanta? Does he have a home in Atlanta? Is that is Are that why? Where's he H- here's, from there? Here's his IG. Well, then that makes it even more likely that Atlanta is going to be a spot. Um. Let me see. So J- Justin Fields, he's still he's still wearing the Chicago Bear uniform. Yeah,
0: he's from Georgia.
1: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, hey, that's even more of a reason why he's probably yeah. a good landing spot to Atlanta. I thought maybe Chicago Bears in Atlanta was just weird. It was you know, th- like if you'd seen that before, like if he was playing and he he was. You would you go, oh, he's from Atlanta and he plays for the Bears, that's why he's doing that. But like in this yeah. moment in time when he's being rumored to go to the Falcons. <laughs> I thought
0: he was jumping the gun,
1: yeah. Um but hey, let me let me check his followers real quick to confirm whether it's true. So he's following Um, let's see if he's following the Falcons. Ooh. He's not, he's not, he's not following the Falcons, he's not following the Bears. So he's not following the Bears, he's not following the Falcons, but he hasn't scrubbed his social media yet. Maybe he's in the middle of that. The moment he does that, we're going live on it. Um, do I know if he unfollowed the Bears? We can only go off the reports of people saying he unfollowed the Bears. I don't know if he was following the Bears. But he certainly uh, he certainly is being rumored as in a potential Atlanta Falcon landing spot and just you know, seeing Atlanta on his profile is just making me think, <laughs> it's harbinger of things to come. Can you imagine Fields to London, Fields to Pitts, Bijan, Atlanta awesome. Falcons? I... Where's my Atlanta Falcon hat? I think I'll put it on. Hold on a second. Where's my Falcon's hat? Oh Falcon's hat! Where are you? Where are you? Damn Oh here it is. I'm looking for my hat everywhere. And it It's right here. I'm Falcon's hat. Work. Falcon's hat. There we go. I'll be yeah, wearing it's all I'll over be, Twitter or X. I'll be wearing this the day we break the news. That'd be great. I'll be wearing this as much as I want him on the
0: Patriots. The day selfishly, but we break. Atlanta would news. just be awesome. Okay, let
1: Yeah, it's gonna be amazing. Atlanta
0: might be the best place for him to succeed as a player too. Just set up that way.
1: Of the teams he could go to, it's gonna be glory. It's gonna be glory. All right, Travis. Anything else, bro? I'll be back tonight. Um,
0: no, just, uh, I just think it's crazy, the uh, the hurts, slander that's going on out there. Like, beginning of the year when they were on fire, and he was dropping passes to AJB left and right. No one was saying anything about him slipping. You know, he, he got banged up, and the, the team kind of fell apart. And, you know, those things happened. But I don't think his skill level or anything like that, and the brother was shot, that doesn't... I mean, it'll take a couple touchdowns away, maybe, but... I'm not too worried about him. As yeah, a player. I'm
1: not. Can I just tell you, if Brian? Poles gets rid of. I just don't think this is the right move. I think the Chicago Bears with Shane Waldron and Caleb, and Caleb having the question marks that he has. I don't. I don't think this is going to end well for Chicago. It, I think they're. I think that they're botching see, this. This is a Marvin Harrison Jr. and you keep Fields thing. And on top did of that, you see what
0: Stroud said.
1: Um, he said a couple
0: Strata, they asked they asked Stroud should Chicago keep fields? I think it was during the Super Bowl and he said they oh, should yeah, have yeah, been yeah. smart but yeah. you, know, you know like it's just I feel, I feel bad for Chicago fans because like there was so much promise last year and now it's just kind of down the toilet
1: I mean you you literally if, the you, one if you wanted to you could take a like I'm not saying you would probably take an offensive lineman with the nine pick but you, you could go a Dunze, Marvin Harrison Jr. with that one and nine and keep fields. And, like, who's going to stop you? Like, this is stupid. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. The Bears are, are punting this opportunity away. I'm not saying Caleb's a total bust, that he won't be good, but this is stupidity. This is why I don't like Ryan Poles. Yeah, I don't think he I think he's, you know, he's made some good moves. The trade could technically be a trade that could be looked at as like a lot of value that he made pulled off. I, I get it, but like what's he going to do with it? You know, the the Claypool right. trade didn't work out. Like it's not like he's been perfect by any means in terms of making trades, but he hasn't done anything yet with everything that he's traded away, traded for, and now he's about to pass on the opportunity of getting Marvin Harrison Jr. with one of the most exciting quarterbacks that you've been misusing for a while. But here's the the thing is like you might say you're contradicting yourself, Smitty, because you're saying that Fields would fail in Chicago, but Fields would also be the better choice to keep. And and that you'd be you'd be right that I'm kind of double talking here because the truth of the matter is I want Fields out of there because the Shane Waldron decision would have maybe buried Fields. Mm -hmm. So like at the end of the day, they, they're they screwing up not so much on the Caleb move, but, like, at least bring Kingsbury in. If you were going to go the route of Caleb, like, at least do that. That would have me a little bit intrigued. But the moment you went Shane Waldron, you kind of, I believe, put a, 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 a stop on everything. Like, every avenue's bad. So I want the avenue... If I don't believe in Caleb like everybody else does, I want Fields out. That way Fields can go... Blossom somewhere else So To answer that confusion That you hear In some of my take Is that I don't think Chicago Is the place for Fields Or Caleb The way that it is right now Yeah I agree
0: uh, Alright all right, I'll, I'll jump I'll uh Alright you be live later maybe or mm,
1: Yeah definitely Alright later Travis
0: Alright
1: Wow, this is a lot of news today, a lot of news today It was kind of a fun little show, it felt like, you know, felt like last year during this time And I feel like we're right in the middle of smoke season We're right in the middle of the heart of of rumors and smokeville and and smoke season, I can't wait Uh, Well, Matt, oh, welcome to the zone Uh, Perps, appreciate Perps perps being here Oh, I got a super chat from DeBalt, DeBalt, I'm sorry, you still here? I don't know why I didn't see this until right now DeBalt, my boy Why isn't this working? See, uh, let's see if my super chats work now. I don't know why that wasn't working. Say it with me, Smitty JF1 to Atlanta. We hope so, bro. Fields to, to the to the moon. Leave it on the fields, just in time.
0: Fields of dreams, fields like making love. Outstanding in his fields, fields so good.
2: Fields general,
1: I fields good, uneven playing fields,
0: battlefields tested. Fields, fields. He's for fields.
1: We also have a, a special little treat for all of you that have been waiting for the Bruce's mother, Miss Robeson, to drop the 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 extremely awaited and anticipated Bijan Robinson clip I give you for the very first time on the channel get bijon
0: We interrupt this program to bring you a special message from the Bruce's mother. Get Bi.
1: One more time, one more time, one more time. Let's do it. Let's roll back, roll back one more time.
0: We interrupt this program to bring you a special message from the Bruce's mother. Get Bijan. Bijan.
1: card has been revoked. That goes to anybody that didn't enjoy that. Your Bijan card has been revoked, and Mark, don't think I've forgotten. I'm holding your Bijan card hostage right now. Um, I'm not going to forget about the the slander toward uh, toward Kyron Williams not being elite. Mark, you're my boy. You always will be. Don't take offense to it, Mark. But when you say Kyron Williams is not elite, he's a product of his environment. I'm taking Bijan cards away. Your Bijan card has been revoked. He's Kyron, he's seven feet tall, and he knows how to handle a ball. He's Kyron, he can take frowns and turn them upside down with his touchdowns. Smitty, only thing better would have been, uh, Bruce's mother wearing a Smitty Edition Bijan T-shirt. Yeah, it was hard enough to get that. Uh, I don't. I don't. Uh, I wanted him to remember. I wanted her to say "Do it live," and i like, I, I told Bruce, I need the "Do it live" part, but you can't. Sometimes you can't tell an actor or a a uh, talent like Miss Robins Robison what to do you just gotta you gotta let her do it and then you just take what you can get you know what i'm saying so there's not much i could i couldn't be picky this is what we got it was glory it was a one take Willie, and uh they sent it over and i said i'm good i'm good i'm not gonna question who am i to question miss robeson are you out of your that wasn't for you the lap um purpose that was for me what am i gonna do question miss robeson miss robeson knows ball Okay, she knows football. Um, She's the most, uh, dare I say, Bruce, put headphones on. Uh, Mr. Robeson, put your headphones on especially. But Miss Robeson, Bruce's mother, is the most knowledgeable football mind in that Bruce house. Bruce, you show her that clip. You show her that clip. No, I, I know you're not saying anything. Perps, when have you ever said anything negative? You don't need to clarify that. Perps, perps you live on Saturn. For goodness Saturn. sake. What are you talking about, Saturn? Uh, Okay, Uh, where are we at? Please, everyone, doubt who? Who are we doubting here? All right, final call, and then we're out of here, and we'll be back tonight. Final call. Final call. One caller. Do it live call into the show call, call, call into the show We're taking one call, one call only. What do you have for me and then we're out of here and then we come back and we do the show live tonight either on this channel or on the Dynasty channel or on Rumble. Um, I, I want to kind of get a, a Dynasty channel done, show done and a Rumble show tonight. Not saying we won't be here on the main channel drafting, but I think this show has been pretty thorough tonight. I don't know that we'll necessarily need another one. I think uh, we might need to do some of this on Rumble. I'd rather have Kyron Williams over Jameer Gibbs, but yeah, I'll try to get both. That Birdman, I don't know if I'd be saying that in, in a in a... I mean, we we love both of them, though. But Gibbs... But the continuum of the gigawatt component structure of Jameer Gibbs' workload divide has a megawatt offload that, if you compartmentalize the component conjunction timekeeper and you flux capacitor out the continuum component megabolt, things just end up happening. And that's why Jameer Gibbs is a top five to 10 running back instead of top six to
2: 10. why?
1: I don't understand this question. This is like reading a different language. Let's see. Um, why wouldn't the Rams draft another running back? Let's see if we can translate this. I don't know. I don't recognize this language. This looks like uh, gibberish. Hold on. Hold on, Chef. Let's, let's try and translate this one. Chef, why wouldn't the Rams draft another RB this year? Oh. Uh, because, oh, I know why. He's Kyron. He's seven feet tall. And he knows how to handle a ball. He's Kyron. He can take frowns. And turn them upside down with his touchdowns. Seems to be the most likely explanation. I will see you all later yeah chef, chef they'll probably draft a backup they'll bring in a backup you know what I'm saying like of course but uh why don't they draft or why I mean why would they draft a running back it just that just showed you why man's seven foot tall Kyron measures in at seven feet tall chef there's no room for another running back what's he gonna do hold his coffee give me a coffee Backup running back. I'm out of here. I'll see you all tonight on the Dynasty channel. On Rumble. Rumble.com slash the fantasy football show. Dynasty. YouTube.com slash Dynasty Fantasy Football. I'll see you all probably on both those channels tonight. So make sure you click the links in the description. That's where they are. See you all later. Doses. We need to bring back some voicemails. Uh, you know, everybody in my Smitty chat on Instagram, leave me some voicemails uh, tomorrow. Don't don't leave them now. Leave them right before the show. I think during the offseason, voicemails can work. Hit that thumb up button. 86 of you in here. 73 thumbs up. Do it live. Appreciate you. See you tonight. The stack above all stacks.
0: It's time to drop the pancake emojis in the live chat. Missed off,
2: Three, two, one, zero, zero. zero.
1: Deuces.